Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran here in Warren, Oregon. Today we are in the book of Mark, chapter 6, verses 45 through 56, which read, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After saying farewell to them, he went up on the mountain to pray. When evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on land. When he saw that they were straining at the oars against an adverse wind, he came towards them early in the morning walking on the sea. He intended to pass them by, but when, he, when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to the land at Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might even touch the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. With all the lakes and rivers with their great fishing opportunities around here, I'm sure several of you have your own boats and enjoy being out on the water. Well, my family enjoyed the water too. So once when our children were almost teens, my husband planned a day trip for us on Lake Coeur d'Alene in Idaho. He rented a motorboat from the recreation department at the local Air Force Base. He took the training class and watched the weather forecast for the right day to be on the water. We launched the boat near Post Falls and started a quiet, pleasant day on the lake. The kids took turns tubing and we toured around the lake looking at the beautiful lake homes. In the early afternoon, a wind picked up and the water became choppy. And as the waves grew and started tossing our boat, I could not help but think of another small boat on a three hour tour. You know, the weather started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. Yes, I started picturing us being stranded on our own Gilligan's Island. Well, my landlubber husband worked hard to keep us upright while I sat in the bottom of the boat with the kids. I was praying and singing hymns while he tried to follow the shoreline. Finally, he found a bay with a dock on which to secure the boat, and we were safe again. After that, we took road trips. Well, today's gospel text tells of an even worse boat trip across the lake. 
right after last week's account of the miraculous feeding of thousands with what was just a few small lunches, Jesus told his disciples to get into a boat and head across the Sea of Galilee to Bethsaida while he went off to pray for a while. The disciples were crossing the sea at night and a headwind came up. Now this was not like the fierce storm that we read about a few weeks ago that threatened to swamp the boat full of disciples and a sleeping Jesus. Nonetheless, they were straining at the oars and unable to get past the middle of the lake throughout the night. The wind simply would not let up. They must have felt completely alone. They were not able to get out of this difficult, even dangerous situation on their own. They probably thought Jesus back on land was unaware of their plight. However, verse 48 tells us, he, that is Jesus, saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them, walking on the lake. Even though they were doing what the Lord told them to, the path to God's mission lay through the storm. We need to remember that at this point in time, the disciples were still struggling to see that Jesus and God were one and the same. Also remember that Jesus was always showing how scripture was being fulfilled in him. Job 9 verse 8 says, He alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. By walking on the water out to the disciples, Jesus proves that he is more than a teacher or a prophet. He could only be God. Verse 48 goes on to say Jesus was going to pass them by. Why would he walk on the water out to the boat in the middle of the lake and then continue past them? Well, we need to understand what it means to pass by. In Exodus 33, Moses said to God, show me your glory. God replied, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. Whenever my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. In 1 Kings, God told Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Jesus is not only walking on water, which no ordinary person could do, but now he is also passing by. This is the language of God revealing himself. When the disciples saw him, they first thought they saw a ghost, and they were terrified. But Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Jesus is saying, Take courage, I am. Do not be afraid. Do you recognize this? When Moses asked God for his name, when God first revealed himself to Moses, God gave his name as I am. I am is God's personal name. It is how God describes himself. 
So Jesus is telling the disciples that God who created the world, who gave us life, who made a covenant with his people, who delivered Israel out of Egypt, is now walking on the water in the middle of the storm. Jesus passes them by and reveals his presence and his identity so they can have confidence in the midst of the storm. He does not rescue them, but he is with them. Following Jesus will mean times of adversity, suffering, and hardship. You can lose yourself in your grief or in your fear, or you can give it to the Lord because he will be watching over you and praying for you throughout the trying time. Because no matter where you are, you are not out of Jesus' sight. There will be times when you have no resources left. You may be working hard, but making little or no progress. Yet when you feel helpless and desperate, you are ready to receive and lean on Jesus. Even if you do not feel Jesus' presence, he is there. Psalm 139 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. There will be times when Jesus seems absent, when it seems like God has abandoned us. But it is when we experience being broken that God does his greatest salvation work. It is in these times that we learn the most about Jesus. It is in the storm that we will meet the great I am. Isaiah 43 verses one through three. But now this is what the Lord says, he who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Do you know that the architecture of a traditional church is designed to be the vision of a boat? In fact, the seating area in the church is called the nave, which in Latin means ship. Originally, pews were benches, like in a large boat. The Holy Spirit is the wind driving us along the journey planned for us by Jesus, our navigator. We are called to live on the lake. If we do not venture onto the lake, we will end up not seeing Jesus. 
If our friends and neighbors cannot smell the lake on us, then there's nothing different about us from the rest of the world. God has a course set for us, but we have to seek that course and make it ours. We must make his way our way, and then we must be set in our ways. Even when the storms come, and they will, know God is with you, and stay the course. Fear no evil, for God is with you. In the name of the one who stills storms, and multiplies loaves, and walks on water. In the name of the great I am. In the name of the one who died for our sins, and who invites us to repent and follow him. In Jesus' name. Amen.